0: Hello and welcome back to the Still Mama Tribe with your hosts Megan and Sarah. Today we have a very special guest on the show. We are introducing Grace Miano from Goodness Gracious Health. Grace is a nutritionist, womb and fertility massage therapist, certified infant massage instructor and trained doula.
1: Having experienced fertility issues and three miscarriages herself, she now works with women who wish to heal after miscarriages, becoming pregnant, and stay pregnant, and prepare for the birth and new motherhood.
0: A new four-week online support package, Healing with Grace, Pregnancy After Loss, supports women once they become pregnant following the loss of a baby, with the focus on keeping stress and anxiety under control, a positive mindset, and keeping mum and baby healthy to the end of pregnancy using food and supplement expertise, lifestyle advice, tailor-made guided meditations and yoga flows, and many more resources specific to healthy mind and body during pregnancy after
1: loss. Welcome, Grace. Hello. Thank you. Thanks for being here. We're really excited to talk with you today on our professional season. I'm
2: super happy to be here.
0: It's a real honor to have someone who's so highly trained and such an expert in the field of nutrition and like just reading out that bio, we can really tell that you've put so much effort into specializing in helping to heal women who've suffered baby loss and um, really creating holistic picture, which I absolutely love.
2: Yeah, well, it, was, it wasn't It was my intention when I first went to uni to become a nutritionist, I'll tell you. But like a lot of things through personal experiences, that really shapes where you go in life, doesn't it?
1: Absolutely. And and not only, obviously, are you um, a nutritionist, but the fact that you're so well-rounded and so many things that actually obviously complement each other as well, which is really, um, really, it, it's, it's, it's amazing what then you can actually gift to someone in what you do.
2: Yes, yes, and that's been really helpful in for me to provide a really well-rounded, as you say, and holistic service. Yeah.
1: So I guess I'd love to dive in, Grace, with
0: starting to talk a little bit about nutrition. And if you wanted to maybe describe for someone who's never seen a nutritionist or a natural health therapist like you before, um, maybe if you'd just like to open up by
1: talking a little bit about what you do
2: yeah sure um so as a nutritionist uh, my training is in nutritional medicine um, slightly different than dietetics so with nutritional medicine it's quite holistic focused and like the name says it's using nutrition and food as medicine so we look at the person as a whole person so it's not someone who's a walking condition. It's a person who has lots of body systems that work together, you know, emotional things going on, light, different lifestyles, all of it. Uh, the, the diet, of course. Um, and so when I see someone who comes um, walking in my door, we go through a very comprehensive consultation together um, especially at first, and it's really looking at how is this whole person functioning, um, both in body and mind, and there's a whole lot of scientific stuff. I look at a lot of blood pathology and testing, and I I refer for a lot of things and order tests and all of that, so that's really important, Um, and we look at how all the body systems are working, but we also look at the other aspects of people's lives. And in particular with the women that I see, which has become um, quite a particular area, it's really equally important to have a look at and discuss, you know, what's going on emotionally, what kind of stress is there. And, you know, everyone's got some level of stress (laughs) these days. I find it really rare when someone comes in and says they're not stressed and generally they are they just don't recognize it but um so stress and the whole emotional aspect especially around um loss and so that has you know an equal impact on all the physiological stuff so yes we look at everything together and um and then we make a plan from there as to what we can what diet shifts we need to make Um, Does this person need supplements? Are there nutrient deficiencies? What lifestyle advice can I give them? Are there other practitioners that um, they need to be maybe referred to? And I'm a huge fan of working with a team. Um, And yes, it's just trying to cover all bases. And that's one of the reasons why I also did additional training in um, the doula training. So understanding everything around pregnancy and labor and birth and postnatal. And also, um, you know, I've done some training around babies. I see a lot of babies in my practice too, and and particularly most lately the womb and fertility massage, which um, I am just loving uh, with working with um, clients on. And that came about because I went and had a few treatments myself with someone, and I just thought, what a nurturing, not only physiologically, you know, doing really good work um around womb healing and blood flow and all of those things that you need all around that area but also it's just a beautiful um treatment to have just lie there and be nurtured so yes there's a whole (laughs) a whole lot that goes on there Mm,
1: that's so
0: beautiful um I'd just like to go back to something that you mentioned before about working with a team. And I I think that in creating a health picture for your patients or as someone who's receiving treatment, it is so important to work with a variety of different people. I wonder if you'd like to just briefly talk about how women can surround themselves with a team when they're nurturing themselves and taking care of their bodies.
2: Yeah, well, as I mentioned before, I'm a huge um, fan of this. I'm a big advocate of this. I think the main reason is that it takes the burden off of you as an individual to think about all the different things you can be doing for yourself, depending on what your goals are, if Mm -hmm. if it's coming, you know, after the loss of a baby or if you're pregnant or if you're trying to conceive again or whatever your situation is if you're trying to just do everything yourself and and trying to make sure you're doing everything right, it just becomes so stressful. And I, and I have personal experience of that, um, that it kind of takes away from whatever beneficial things you're doing. So some of the things that I recommend, um, for my clients and around, um, you know, miscarriage, pregnancy and um, fertility is to find practitioners. And there are loads of different modalities that are beneficial for all of these things. But um, finding practitioners that you trust and that you feel supported by and who are on board with your goals. So um, some of the modalities that I really... Love that are beneficial for all of this. Obviously, someone who has nutrition expertise like me um, or a naturopath, Chinese medicine is wonderful. Um, Chinese herbs can be really beneficial for healing and also preparation for pregnancy and also throughout pregnancy, including acupuncture. I also love different bodywork modalities like um, osteopathy and chiropractic. Um, particularly people who specialize in working with women in, in these areas. And that's another thing, too, um, when you're seeking out these different practitioners, finding people who actually have a focus in what you need rather than um, a generalist. A generalist might be pretty good, but um, finding someone who really focuses on the area will kind of increase the likelihood that they have a lot of knowledge and expertise and success in their area. I also love um, other gentle modalities like craniosacral therapy, and it really depends on what you, what you like, what you believe in. Massage therapy can be beautiful. Um, obviously the fertility, the womb healing and fertility massage is great. Um, and then, you know, I've got clients who have different sort of holistic healers that they see, more spiritual healer type uh, modalities. It's all fantastic. And again, and of course, all of this alongside, um, depending on you and what you're wanting, you might be working with a fertility specialist or different types of doctors. You know, I have clients who are also working with a reproductive endocrinologist. Um, Maybe they have gestational diabetes, those sorts of things. So it's working alongside all of those things so that you're getting a really well-rounded support that you can rely on. And let go of having to do it yourself. I mean, I know even me as, <laughs> as a nutritionist, when I first started out, um, you know, once we decided we wanted to have a baby, probably about three years ago now, we I thought, well, you know, I've got all the nutrition training. I'm interested in preconception and all of this stuff, so I'll just use my own expertise. Um, and i found that i was just too close to the situation because it was me and i and i have knowledge so it was quite stressful and quite quickly i realized i need to just go to someone else and let them take care of me and just unload that burden and stress i mean i think that's the main the main benefit of working with other professionals
1: yeah that's um it, yeah, that's beautiful. Like I'm so glad that you've sort of really covered off that because
3: I think that's what a lot of people are potentially quite scared about really, um, that, you know, obviously natural therapies uh, and, you know, our um, medical system don't go hand in hand and it scares people off quite a lot. But what they don't understand is once you sort of find people who are actually happy to work together, like they obviously they really do go hand in hand and they're so important just as much as one is of the other. And, um, looking after yourself as a whole rather than just relying on one thing or the other. And even with obviously even natural medicines, it's, it's, it's still just working with a team of there's so many layers and things that you can actually do to help yourself, um, throughout it all rather than just relying on one particular thing um which i think is really really important for people to gauge and yeah i think my other thing was to like i was really interested in how you yourself were talking about actually getting people um like looking through their blood results um and ordering tests and things like that if that's something you want to sort of um, delve into a little bit more on how that sort of works and what you can, what you actually can gauge out of that to help them with their nutrition side of things?
2: Yeah, sure. Here in Australia, we have our Medicare system. So I will usually work with my clients GPs and write a referral letter to the GP, just explaining what we're seeing what tests might be useful and if they are happy with that or if there's anything else they want to test for, then we can do it through Medicare and have that covered. I also can send clients for testing when they don't have a GP or don't want to go to a GP, it just isn't covered by Medicare. So the specific tests that I ask for are quite individual to what I see coming up with my clients. It's not the exact same tests every time, but generally if we're looking at someone who perhaps has come in following um, a pregnancy loss and perhaps is wanting to get their health back on track and just heal from that and feel good again maybe they are still wanting to try and conceive and become pregnant healthfully Um, some of the things that we would look at would be definitely just your regular full blood exam which will give us a lot of information on your actual blood cells and what's going on there. Um, and these are the the standard tests that a GP would order a full blood exam, your biochemistry, um, looking at things like liver enzymes and what, what's your kidney doing, kidneys doing. Um, and depending on what I see, I often will ask for um, a couple of inflammation markers as well to see if there's a lot of acute or chronic inflammation going on in the body. And if that's something we need to address, inflammation is one of those things that um, if you're quite inflamed, then your body is really working hard to keep things under control there. So there isn't a lot of, you know, space left to for other things like um, healing really well or fending off bugs or um, having really excellent fertility. So. And um, we'll look at those things. Um, other tests that we generally order standard that affect things like healing and fertility are vitamin D, which a lot of people um, are deficient in. And um, so I have a look at that. Iron is really important. Um, you know, people who come in with a lot of fatigue or if you've had blood loss following um. A birth or pregnancy loss just checking to see if your iron levels are back up to where they need to be. Um, Thyroid is a big one so maybe something important to mention about thyroid testing is that if you go into your GP your general regular doctor The when they think about thyroid, the initial test that they do is something called TSH, the thyroid stimulating hormone, and that measures. um, One aspect of how your thyroid is, you know, what's going on with your thyroid. That is a a good piece of information. the issue with only doing that though and and the reason i'm kind of going into this a little bit is because it's very 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 common what i see <clears throat> is that that can look pretty good but may also be very deceiving so when we look at that tsh level it might say that Um, the, The level that it shows us of that hormone is still at a good level. But what we're not seeing is all the other background factors that may be sending that in the wrong direction. So what that's showing is there isn't, perhaps there isn't severe damage yet to the thyroid. But we don't know what else is going on that might be out of whack that might influence and change that so I will often ask for um, things like thyroid antibodies we want to see if there's some autoimmune stuff going on there and that can affect um, that can definitely affect a pregnancy and even fertility before you even get to a pregnancy so you know and autoimmune conditions in general so I want to know if this person in front of me has elevated thyroid antibodies. And depending on how high they are, that will give us a good indication of maybe how long that's been going on, if that's been an issue for a while, how, how um, you know, how hardcore we need to get on fixing that. And it's just really great information because we can work with all of this. It's just a matter of knowing what's going on. Um, And there are a couple of other things within a thyroid panel that I asked for as well, something called free T3 and free T4 and a reverse T3, but I won't go into that in in extreme detail. But all of that gives us a really good um, indication of what may be going on there, maybe what, what wasn't ideal during the pregnancy, and maybe what's not great going forward into another pregnancy. And even if another pregnancy is not the goal it's really going to affect you and the thing is thyroid conditions are super 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 common especially in women so this is often something that i need to work on with the women who come to see me um maybe one other point i should mention and this isn't just for thyroid levels but for every most things maybe not everything but most areas The the reference ranges that you see on the pathology reports. So, you know, you get your result, and it's whatever number that is. And then to the usually to the right, you'll see the reference range that says, oh, well, between this and this is normal. What that is actually saying is that that for that particular lab that you went to, that's um, a population average that they use. So that includes sick people. <laughs> if you go to a different lab, they will often have a different range. So what's funny is you might be normal range in one lab, and too low or too high in something in an, in another lab, and not normal. The thing to remember about that um, as well is that so those reference ranges not only are, do they differ from place to place, but they um they don't indicate optimal range so if you go to your doctor they their expertise is on diagnosing and making sure people are not really ill or in a danger zone sort of you know needing medication or surgery or or um medicine of some kind uh, you know in the medicine um in mainstream medicine so when I look at those ranges, I have a much narrower range that I look at. So a doctor may look at that thyroid and say, oh, yeah, it's, this is normal because it falls in normal range. What they're seeing is that it's not severe one way or the other. And that's what, you know, that's what they're trained to do. That's what they're meant to do. What I'm meant to do is to look at those and see, well, is this in the optimal range? Is it, is it still in a range that's symptomatic for you. So I think that's something to keep in mind for everyone, because even if all your blood test results come back and your doctor says, yep, everything's great, everything's fine, um, what they're really checking is that you're not in a really bad, bad place, but you still might not feel great. So that's where someone like me comes in to look at it and go, well, there, here's a reason why you might be foggy, have foggy thinking, or here's a reason why you might still be fatigued. It's not dang- super, super dangerous, but it's not great, if that all makes sense. <laughs> bit, of a ta- bit of a tangent there, but that's really important and, and an important part of what, um, what I do. So there's a whole range of other things that we might test um, as well. Um, and depending on if this is, let's say, following a miscarriage, if it's been more than one miscarriage or or loss of whatever kind, then I would encourage my client to get some screening, the misca- uh, some miscarriage screening, which involves a whole lot of blood tests, um, looking at things like genetic factors that might influence things, um, blood clotting disorders. Um, again, the, the full thyroid pr- panel comes into it, looking at hormones, looking at progesterone, and those things generally need to be done through a fertility specialist. So I would be asking them to go back to their GP and ask for a referral to a fertility specialist for all of those things. And then again, depending on my cl- on the client, there may be other investigations that need to be done and there may not be, but again, it's very, very individual. It might be someone who needs maybe a, um, a laparoscope to see what's going on inside. Or maybe an ultrasound to have a look at the uterus to see what what may be happening there. Are there fibroids? Are there, um, is the anatomy of the uterus a different shape than normal that might influence a, um, a baby implanting or hanging on? So there's a whole, a whole lot to look at there. And it just depends on how that client's presenting, what we're hearing and seeing and what's happened or what's not happening. So there's a whole lot. (laughs) There's a whole lot around testing um, that happens. And then if we find, um, if I find that um, any areas are deficient, then we will be looking at, um, so I can prescribe good quality practitioner-only supplements that are effective at the right dosage to bring things to where they should be. Um, and we will also do that with food it really depends how deficient they are if someone's really deficient in an area you would have to eat a heck of a lot of food to bring things up so we might need temporarily a supplement to just boost that and then possibly maintain with food if we can Um, yeah I think I've covered all that and then of course there are other things that we don't that aren't reliable through blood testing that I just have to go by signs and symptoms Things like um, magnesium, you can do blood testing on magnesium, but we don't generally rely on that. Um, it's more around symptoms. You know, does this person have really high stress? Do they have difficulty sleeping? Are they having, um, you know, what's their nervous system like? And generally, most people need magnesium, as an example. So yeah, it's um, it's really comprehensive.
1: Grace, that's awesome. Thank you.
3: Um, and like just sort of going off, because obviously my mind's like, oh, this is amazing. Like just how much, <laughs> you know, that we can gain from everything you said, because it's just like, even just touching on like something that I, I sort of kind of always had in the back of my head um, when I was diagnosed or something that did get flagged with me when I was, I was diagnosed as celiac. And obviously that's an autoimmune mm. disease, and something that it it's it, it never really played too much on my mind because, you know, I, I obviously just happened to get pregnant really quite easily with Arthur, and he was all fine and healthy. But it's it's something that is actually quite common, and one a really big thing for people with autoimmune diseases is that infertility, especially on undiagnosed autoimmune disease, um, that, yeah, infertility is is actually a really big thing. And um, so sometimes, obviously, when people don't um, maybe haven't had that diagnosis, um, yeah, that that could be one of those things that um, is playing a part in a lot of different things and probably obviously in something that you kind of just touched on, more obviously with thyroids, but autoimmune diseases, um, yeah, actually quite probably a lot more common than people think because there's probably a lot a very a lot of undiagnosed people out there
2: oh totally 100 celiac um is definitely another one and and i i would agree with you i would say that there is a large proportion of people walking around with various levels of autoimmune disease and not aware and it's impacting them in different ways like fertility um you know, and it's sort of this big mystery of what's why, What's the problem? What's going on? Why do I feel this way? Why am I not seeing what I want to see? So, yeah, that's really important to look at. And through a consultation with someone like me, th- those, you know, there would be flags that would pop up that would indicate some of those things to me where I would be looking into it a little bit further.
1: Yeah, and I also like um, just on what you were talking about,
3: on the differences of how a GP looks, obviously at results versus how you do. And for me, I'm like, that just really shows how important it is for people to really try and understand their health, um, and really delve into things a little bit more, you know, and even just going through pregnancy, like there's so many things that I'm like, man, I think I need to come and see Grace, (laughs) you know, it's just, Like, you know, it's all the things that you kind of know about, but it's sometimes taking those actual steps to really, really get down to the nitty gritty, um, with your health and actually trying to find the right people to get in there with you and really try and sort it out.
2: Yep. And that's exactly it. Finding the right people to get in there with you, (laughs) like you said, and you know, when, you know, you can try different practitioners if you're not into it, then you can just move on and find someone else. but finding a, um, a couple of people or a handful of people, you know whatever you can manage because there's also the financial aspect, but finding those people who will support you you know in a wet, really well-rounded way. And so yes, it's great that I can work alongside a doctor or other other practitioners of whatever modalities, I think it's I think it's excellent when I see clients who are going to a few different people.
0: That's absolutely so true. And something that while I'm listening to you talking, I think that it's really common um, for people to be able to gain information about preconception care for their bodies. Um, But something that's obviously so unique to you, Grace, is you're able to help people recover from baby loss, which isn't always spoken about in the spheres of health, especially alternative and conventional medicines. Um, and listening to you, it's so clear that what you do is a highly personalised service based on lots of results and a thorough history and um, really digging deep into a person's lifestyle and health. But I wonder if you would be able to talk a little bit about um, what mums might be able to do at home for themselves to begin helping their bodies heal after a baby loss. And I know that um, it can be hard to kind of give those kinds of tips for people without having them in front of you and in your office. But there's some general kind of health things that people may be able to consider in helping them recover.
2: Yeah, totally. And as you say, it is quite individual, but there are a number of things that um, would be helpful for most anyone um, that I would highly recommend. So, yeah, I can definitely run through a few things. I think the one thing to remember following um, the loss of a baby, is whether that's a miscarriage, a stillbirth, um, or an, uh, an infant loss, however that has occurred for you, you have still, in a way, or quite literally, birthed a baby. So to me, I think it really needs to be looked at and treated as this is still the postnatal period for you. So when I see clients coming in um, or um, if we're fortunate to meet and talk while things are still happening, perhaps they're still in the middle of, of going through a miscarriage or perhaps still bleeding or whatever the situation may be. my There's a whole sort of, as I touched on earlier, that whole sort of um, emotional mindset, self-care side of things that I think is really, really, really important. So if you keep in mind that you've just, you know, if this is like being in the postnatal period, you would never suggest that a woman who has just had a baby uh, go to work the same day or the next day. or carry on life as usual, at the same pace as usual at home. Um, If it's possible, I mean, and everyone's got different lives and things that they can do, but if it's possible, my first, my very first uh, recommendation and, and advice to women always is cancel whatever you can cancel, however long it needs to be. If it's a few days, if it's um, a week or two weeks or many weeks or h- however long that has to be for you, it is okay to do to implement something or a few things that will support you in feeling um, allowing your pain and grief to happen and also to help you to not spin into a huge anxiety spiral as we know can definitely happen if you let your brain start whirling um and some of those things can be you know just anything that will get you into a a de-stressed relaxed mode and one of the one of the ways that I find that works really well is to listen to some guided meditations or relaxations and there's lots of free stuff out there and um um, and i personally put up um, there's a great app that i actually recommend to a lot of my clients called insight timer it's the most used meditation app around the world it's free and um and i've specifically myself have put up um a guided meditation around miscarriage up there that people can listen to for free. That comes from my, uh, I know this sounds like a big plug, but I'm just going to say it anyway. um, I did create an album of guided meditations around miscarriage and after miscarriage. And as you go on through your journey of trying to conceive and be pregnant because I felt it was something that wasn't out there that was needed. And I really looked for it for me. So when I was going through um, my losses, especially the the first one, um, when I just sort of started getting into all this and I could see how effective it was for calming my brain down and my body and just in general, um, there was nothing really specific to miscarriage or, um, you know, baby loss at all. So um, I created them. So something like that can help just calm the mind and the body down. And my recommendation is, you know, if you can listen to something every day or even, you know, there were times where I was listening to things several times a day. If I was getting into a if I was starting to have a moment of high anxiety, just pop something on, lie down, just let your let your whole self relax. And it has I find it has a cumulative effect where the more you do it, if you can keep up a regular routine of of doing that ideally would be daily, um, then overall, your, your brain and your body just don't seem to get so caught up in that, that cycle of anxiety. So that, that whole side of things, I think, is really important. And, and we look at that quite deeply. Um, what are the, the sources of stress in your life that you can just eliminate right now? Um, Or at least reduce. Are there people around you who can support you and nurture you? If you have a partner, can your partner support you? Um, Are there other people who could maybe help you with, you know, important things that need to be done? Can someone come and walk your dog? Those sorts of things, which are really similar, again, to what you might ask for postnatally. You know, you'd be appreciative of people bringing meals. Um, like I said, walking the dog, coming and doing your dishes, <laughs> coming and sitting with you. Um, and it's the same thing. And it, and I feel like that's really, really important. Um, and uh, one thing that comes along with all of this is, and also as someone is looking into trying to conceive again, if that's what they want to do learning to say no is huge and especially as women we have this you know we're praised in society to say yes and do things for everyone else and put ourselves last and you know women are seen as wonderful if they put their partners and families and other people before themselves and put themselves last and i think we really really need to change that in society and uh, learn to say no, and that doesn't mean that you, you know, you become a selfish person. You don't do anything for anyone, but um, you make yourself a priority, especially at this time. Following the loss of a baby is not the time to be worrying about what other people need, and if people are asking you for things, to feel quite um, okay about saying no. I, I really can't do that for you right now. So making yourself that um, priority and um yeah and then as you move further through you know the through time and if you're thinking of especially if you're trying to conceive again it's making sure that all of that is still in place to a degree and looking at things like um you know movement and exercise and sleep and you know what do you do that's for you, just for you? Are you doing things throughout your week that you enjoy? And none of this, I haven't even touched on nutrition and health yet, but this is all extremely important. Um, I talk a lot about doing things like visualization with my clients, you know, visualize conceiving, visualizing that sperm meeting the egg, visualize your pregnancy and getting bigger, visualize the birth, visualize holding your baby. All of that can have a huge impact on how things work out for you and and I think from personal experience of having been through all this stuff I think that piece was the thing that just tipped um all the wonderful on all the wonderful health and nutrition stuff that I was doing just added that extra little piece that helped me get to um where I am now which is you know, on nearly twenty six week pregnancy that seems to be going well so far. Um so all of that stuff. Super, super, super important. I can't even remember what the original question was. Were you asking me about what a woman can do? I think that was what it was. Yeah, no, it's okay. I, no, no, no. All good. Um
3: I just it's sort of just it everything you've started to touched on is, is, is so incredibly important. And it's something me that we, you know, it comes up a lot in conversation. Um, I think like no, no matter who we speak with, um, but yeah, I actually, I'm glad that you touched on your meditation because I actually listened to that the other day and I was like, Oh, this is amazing. Aww. It was really, really good. So we'll make sure that we put that in the show notes so that people can, um, link up to it anyway, which is great. And, um, and, and then, I mean, you kind of did sort of touch on it in a sense. It was um, just more about, you know, the nurturing you can kind of get um, post postpartum, really, because no matter whether you have the baby or not, you're still going through postpartum. And, you know, and I think it, it, it's it's making sure that you are nutritionally um well balanced, um, you know, you want to nurture the inside because generally after a loss, like I know how I went through it, like it just food was such a foreign concept. Like I just you just don't want to eat, but your body needs it. Your body needs the fuel, it needs to recover and um so I think even just being having if you have an incredible support system around you, having those friends or family who can actually cook and supply you with, you know, nutritious meals and making sure that you're fed and that you're sitting down, you're resting and all those things that sort of really tie into what it would be like if you were actually still at home with the baby and how people treat you with um, a baby. And it's something that I was listening to the other day and it really sort of um, vibed with me is like, People when, you know, don't know what to do when you've lost a baby and but people know what to do when somebody comes home with a newborn and people know what to do when like a grandparent or a parent dies and how to nurture those people. So it's like you kind of need to combine those two things together (laughs) <laughs> and still be yes. there for that for that mama no matter what so it's rather than sort of just disappearing and going well it's all too hard and i don't know what to do it's like you actually do know what to do it's it's still being there it's just you know it's dropping off that meal it's just you know checking in on them and all that sort of stuff so yeah it's so everything you've touched on is so incredibly important and um but if you just want to just to quickly um before we go into cup like just finish up but Maybe, like, what kind of nutrition, just a quick touch on that, like maybe what they could do if, they, if they've if they got something like at home or if, if somebody's listening that they want to do something for their friend um, or family member?
2: Yes, definitely. There are a few things we can quickly run through. Um, and just before I say the nutrition, I think that, that what you're mentioning there around people not being quite sure how to behave or what to do, is a huge thing and when people ask me what would you recommend or how can i support a friend or a family member who's lost a baby um and my my number one thing is obviously there's all the practical stuff but i think one thing to keep in mind is not feeling like you need to bring them out of their pain or cheer them up and I always love to say, just don't try to silver lining it for them. Don't say, "Oh, well, at least such and such, or next time, blah, blah blah, um, it's not helpful. So it's really just being with them and let them be in pain. Just don't try and silver lining it at all. So with nutrition, um, yes, there are some really simple general things that can be done. all anything that just makes you think of warming nourishing, easily digestible, and also just keeping hydrated with warm or room temperature water or um, warm herbal teas. Um, And I mean, ideally it probably goes without saying, sticking with whole foods rather than, um, you know, sort of refined processed packet foods avoiding food triggers and foods that you know play a you know wreak havoc on your body um and i I would say that's it in a nutshell anything beyond that is again going to be very individual to the person and what it is that they need to bring in and um and then supplements wise again is also really individual um if i find if you were on a specific supplement regime before, many of those things will probably still be relevant. Um, you could still take your you know your prenatal supplement if you've got that because really what that is is just a multi multivitamin multimineral, so that will be helpful or if you have just got a multi around a good one um, that that's going to help replenish a little some little bits and pieces for you there um, if you've got um some vitamin d at home which i would have you on during pregnancy most likely then take that um things like fish oils and um, perhaps some zinc again i, I can't say t- in too much detail specifically detailed um because it depends on the person and what they need but those would be some of the things that might help with a bit of healing probiotics would be another one and um and most likely iron depending on what the blood loss has been like where if you know if you've gone through an actual birth um, you will possibly need some iron so those are a few things that that could be done um, and then you know I'd be looking more closely at what does this person in front of me need if you had a th- you know if the person had a thyroid condition or um, something else was really Going on, or they had other diagnosed conditions, um, might make a difference. But I think the most important thing is what I initially said: all of those sort of warming, nourishing, easily digestible, real whole foods. Keeping hydrated with lots of water, herbal teas, uh, even just doing that as a start will be really helpful. All
1: right. thank you, Grace. Yeah, that's um, yeah pretty like
3: you know it's great because it's something that is is so important for people to remember and even you know as um as we said said like if you if it's if it's a support person that's looking into what maybe they might be able to do um it's one of those things of you know you make sure that Um, if you're bringing them a meal, know exactly what they, you know, if, you know, if they might be celiac or if they've got an intolerance to something, obviously as well, it's just something to bear in mind, um, or check in with the partner or somebody just in case. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's great. We, um, just before we wrap up, obviously we want to talk to you about your program that's about to come out your pregnancy after loss program. If you want to touch on that with us.
2: Yeah, sure. So um, this will be the first round of this program that's coming out. um, We'll be starting in late January, and I'm not sure when this is going to air, so it may already be in progress. Um, But I will be running it, um, hopefully, on a regular basis, as I feel like this could be something that would be really important. Well, I see it in practice with individual clients, so I thought I would put together something that was easily accessible and easily speaking of digestion easily digestible, you know support um and information, but not be just a big informational thing a really the emphasis here is really about supporting women in their pregnancy after they've had one or more losses because uh, we all know what a an absolute roller coaster of emotions that time can be, and um and so um I've put a lot of resources um into a four week online option and um and I don't want, like to call it a program; it's more of a support package, I think <laughs> I'm not quite sure what else to call it. But, um, you know, what's included is um, we'll have some live face-to-face time online. Um, obviously, I will go through the things that you can be doing during your pregnancy to help support you nutritionally. Um, some, again, this is going to be general to the people in the group because it's not one-on-one consultations, but it's all going to be very beneficial. What can you be doing nutritionally? You know, people are like, what what supplements should I take? Should I take this? Should I take that? How much? Which one? Um, I can make recommendations on that. Um, And also lifestyle advice that goes along with it. You know, what can you do for movement? What about times when I'm feeling not very happy during this pregnancy or a bit anxious? I mean, I know, I mean, I'm currently pregnant right now and um, you know a fourth pregnancy and I don't have a child yet so I have my moments and so I get it like I have my moments where I think uh-oh I haven't felt the movement something's gone wrong I'll give you an example these last three weeks um, I haven't gained a single gram of weight my immediate thought was this baby's not growing just for a split second um, And but then, you know, my rational brain kicked in and I realized, well, actually, that coincides with the fact that I've actually been doing a lot of beach walking and yoga over these last three weeks, um, which would account for that. And I can feel baby moving. So it's really about trying to um, keep grounded and um, uh, through all of that. So I've also um, included as part of this, my guided meditations. I have specifically there will be a few that are relevant but there's one that is a specific meditation around um pregnancy well it's on pregnancy after loss it's about 20 minutes and it's just something to listen to when you're having one of those moments and um and the other thing that is really great that i've included in this also is i've engaged. Um, a naturopath and yogi that I know, who creates very specific yoga sequences. And I've asked her to create a whole series, which she has done, and I have them, and they're awesome, um, specific to women who are pregnant following a loss. And so there are all these different yoga flows that are safe during pregnancy, safe through the different trimesters, um, specific ones for when you're feeling a bit anxious and you want to feel calm, you know, specific ones as you get towards the end of the pregnancy. Um, yeah, just, just really excellent. So it's, again, like we've been talking about through this whole time, about being really holistic and supporting the whole person. And that's that's what we're providing here.
0: That's absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for your time and energy today in sharing all of this amazing information. There's so many Oh, so many hidden gems in here that I think people are really going to enjoy and also help to empower themselves in their health journey. And I think that that's just such a testament to the amount of study and the amount of work that you've put into servicing women and mothers in this field. So thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom with us today. It's been absolutely amazing. Yeah, thank you, Grace.
2: Thanks for inviting me. As you can tell from me talking a lot that I'm really um, focused on this area. So, yeah, thanks very much for inviting me and allowing me to chat.
0: No worries at all. And we will have all of the links to where people can find you in the show notes. But just for reference, your website is www.goodnessgracioushealth.com and the same for Instagram, for your Instagram handle and we'll have all of those links where people can find you. And I really encourage everybody to get in touch with you and um, check out your program. I'm so excited for that to come out. How amazing. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Grace. The information provided on the Stillmama Tribe is for educational and informational purposes only the information is not a substitute for professional advice or care. Please seek the advice of a qualified healthcare professional in the event that something you learn here raises questions or concerns for your health. Also, if you require support regarding your loss, SANS Australia has a national support line 24 hours a day. The number is 1300 072 637. Also, see our website for further resources and links
1: for support.